it's time to decide what to do in the attic. Let's install fish tanks! You're listening to Return to Gilead, a fan podcast for Down Gilead Lane, by two extremely opinionated fans of the show. And it's true. I'm Michael LaFaver. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Matlock. And you're listening to the second part of our review of the season one finale of Down Gilead Lane, episode 12, on our return to Gilead. Why don't we go ahead and start off this second part with the clip of the day for the second episode. Sure. How are we ever going to decide on something? Oh, I think that everyone's shouting out what they want and not talking about each person's idea is the best way, huh? But that's the way we've been doing it. And it really isn't working. Really? <clears throat> oh, you're not serious, are you? Ha uh-huh. ha. Have you guys tried listening to each other instead of demanding your own way? Loving someone means putting their needs above your own. I love that you chose this clip first off because I love, like, it's not often that it comes out, but Mr. Morrison's snark is the best of the snarks. (laughs) He's so great. Right. And what's cool about this is that this is kind of, uh, the way I'm seeing this is this is a culmination. This episode and the next one are a culmination of the series because we've seen these people, these kids, interacting with everyone else around town in Coleraine and having their own little interactions with each other in the family, but more so with other people either at school or situationally. And now they're all put in the same house together. They have to deal with all their insecurities, and it results in chaos. And then the parents come in and are like, you guys know better. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And Haley, because she's because she talks so much, she's like, no, that's not what that is. And John's like, that's exactly what I wanted you to say. What's cool about that scene in the context of the episode is one that that's the the sort of the moral of it but we see the ideas of love seeded throughout and little hints here and there when Michael leaves the game that he's playing I think he's playing football with what's what's the what's the guy's name who he's playing with we'll call him Benny Jared is his name close enough <laughs> no it's not when he's playing football and he leaves to go be with his siblings and he's helping Maya look for a contact he is demonstrating love to her because he's gone through his thing about loving her. But his problem is loving people who it's already kind of easy to love and knowing what that means later on when he's trying to push his own way. And with Justin, when Justin wants to study and he's trying to study the anatomy of the frog and he and Michael are staying up, just that little scene playing into the final scene shows that they're kind of at each other's throats because they've been cooped up together. And with Haley, I don't know if it's as much. Michael wants to throw away her dolls or her, her paper dolls because she wants to throw a, a moldy Twinkie or something of his. <laughs> All of that leading to that final scene in the second episode, it, it's good because it's, again, each of these episodes has its own little theme, even though we're hearing the overarching story. And I like it. Yeah. And something I've thought of is at the beginning of this series, we don't really know what the inciting action is. We're kind of dropped into the Morrison family's life. And for the first four episodes... We don't have this overarching story, but by the fifth episode when Grace is introduced and by these final episodes or where Grace is mentioned and by these final episodes where we start to see there's something going on, we can see, oh, I understand why Beth Culp chose this point to drop the Morrisons in or to drop us into the Morrison story because there's an inciting action, because there's something interesting that we'll be following for the next couple of seasons. And, and that's really fun to finally see that all come to well, sort of fruition here. Sort of fruition. I, I love, yeah. uh, I got a fun story to tell. Oh, so please do. When I first heard the final episode of the series, there's a part where 
Grace is about to talk about what went down because the parents are like, hey, what happened? What's your story? And she's like, Let, let's go inside. I don't think the kids are ready to hear this yet. <laughs> yeah. And I hear that and I'm listening to this with Hannah and I got like, not really mad, but like amused what? mad <laughs> because I was like, oh, oh, sure. The kids aren't ready to hear this. I hear what you're saying, Beth Culp. You, what you're really saying is we don't need to hear this for another few seasons. I'm going to just just wait on this little cliffhanger here and let you stew over it for a while before <laughs> I really reveal it, which is what I happens. Was, <laughs> I was kind of frustrated about that at first, but... Like, I'm not actually frustrated at it now. Like, I get why it needs to be there, and it's a good mystery for the next few seasons. But even so, it's it's very teasy here. <laughs> well, it is, but I but I think this is something we legitimately need, we legitimately need to talk yeah. about. So let's as far as Grace not mentioning it goes, uh, when I was first listening through the series, I thought, "Oh, well that doesn't make sense because our protagonists are the parents and they know what it is. And if we don't know what it is, it doesn't really make sense that we shouldn't know because then there's no conflict. Then the the mystery is already known." But when you get later on in the series and this mystery wraps up by season 4. I think that's okay to say that the finale of season 4 is practically a three-parter, one episode and a two-parter, that cover the kids realizing what this is. But it's not only the kids. The ramifications for what goes on with that story are exactly what Grace says, which is why, again, I love that Beth Culp has laid out all of the groundwork for this story because Grace says Coleraine isn't ready for the truth yet. Not just the kids. I think she sees that the kids would want to know and that they would tell other people about it if they knew. But furthermore, Coleraine isn't ready to hear what happened in the the accident that made her go blind and that there wasn't an animal that her parents swerved to avoid from heading is Dr. Kramer's story. It's something else. And when we find out what that something else is, because we're getting little bits and pieces, we're looking at this from Coleraine's perspective, not necessarily from the kid's perspective. And once sure. the kids find out, Coleraine finds out. That's it, right? That's what happens? More or less, yeah. Right. So keeping it a secret isn't just for the audience to be like, we need to milk this for a couple more seasons. There's a legitimate reason for that. And yeah, I was kind of frustrated because it really did feel cheesy, but it does work. And when you've got that yes. perspective, I think it does work. The only place where I might push back a little bit on that is that, yeah, go for it. Yes, Coleraine's not ready, but I think the kids were, even if like some of the kids might have trouble with keeping secrets though i think that's questionable like if you really imparted to them hey it's really important that you don't share this because grace has asked us not to even so i feel like grace's reasons for keeping it a secret are ones that she is entitled to have but they are not a choice i think i would make or I guess here's the question. Why does she keep it a secret? She keeps it a secret so that the reputation of what really happened and the person who's involved in what really happened, that, that person's reputation isn't soiled because she she's not that kind of person. She doesn't want there to be this conflict. She knows that if that gets out, that would, you know, there, there'd be problems and that people in town would be worse, would have worse feelings toward this person than they would toward her. I think that's why she keeps it a secret. Okay. Does that fit? Maybe. I guess my question is why, though? Because I'll put it this way. I come from a background of simply believing that truth ought to win out. Like That's kind of where I'm coming from. Right. 
I think that if someone attempts to conceal the truth, that's not inherently good. The the controversy here that what goes on, the episode's clearly saying that was a problem. What Dr. Kramer's saying, the, the truth was concealed, that was wrong. But Grace is helping with that. The situation was affecting her. All that it did was put this reputation on her, and there was no one else who really was affected in the town besides Dr. Kramer and her and some other characters who we both know about, but are spoilers. And I think we can, we can discuss this without spoilers. So for Grace, this is mm-hmm. just like back in The Unlovables. And maybe the con- maybe the uh, the comparison there is really strong because when, just as we talked there, overlooking an offense is different from hiding the truth. So for Grace, the only reason she would have to reveal the truth, well, let me, let me put it this way. What reason would Grace have to reveal the truth? Because someone has asked her. Well, and she does, and she reveals it to the parents. She doesn't reveal it to the children who ask repetitively through seasons up to four. Because she tells the parents and because she doesn't tell the kids, if the kids knew, then you, do you think that their opinion of some of the people in the town, specifically the people who were involved in this, would be affected? It might, but ultimately... It comes back to not practical what might happen in my mind so far as principle. The principle being that you ought to tell the truth to people, right? Well, yeah, there's also another principle of what's your business to know, right? Sure. So then the question becomes, is it the business of the people of a town to know what's going on here is that a very powerful group of people have hidden information about something that was done that was wrong. And even in that, the covering it up itself is wrong. And Grace is not only helping cover up what the first wrong that was done, but also helping cover up the wrong that was done in covering it up in the first place. And you're saying that Grace not explaining that and not revealing that is is adding to the pain, right? Yeah. well, Well, I'm saying that a lot of people are dealing with pain due to the cover up. Not just due to the inciting incident, but also due to the cover-up that followed. And Grace is essentially the key to helping all those people with the pain in a certain way, and she refuses to do it that certain way. And it's up to her. She It's, it's, uh, it's completely within her yeah. Um, yeah, I, realm I agree to with do what she wants. I don't know that I agree necessarily that if she revealed the truth that that would solve everything. Uh, I, I don't, and, yeah, I, and I'm not saying whether it would solve everything. I'm saying from a principle standpoint, I value truth. But I also don't know that it's her responsibility to reveal it. She was not the one who did it. She was affected by it. And so the one who did it, she doesn't hold the key. This person who's who's powerful in the town also holds the key. And so why does it fall on her who didn't do anything? Why does it fall on her to reveal it? I don't think it falls on her automatically. She, following the incident, doesn't have the responsibility to reveal it, actively go out and tell tell the whole town square shouting from the rooftops but people request the information from her and she intentionally keeps it secret which makes her on the same side as the people who covered it up in the first place well i that's that's where i don't know if i agree i don't know that she has she needs to tell i don't know that like if somebody asks you hey tell me this important thing about your past or tell me this secret about your past i don't know that i i would have to tell that person that thing i'll put it this way No, I don't have to share any and all information that someone requests of me to Mm -hmm. somebody. It's up to my discretion. But in this situation, the question is, what's her motive for hiding it? And in the end, it's because it's not because she I don't know. It's 
Well, well, let me, let me also say it's here, sticky. because would anyone believe her if she were to reveal it? Wouldn't that just damage her reputation even further? Well, again, it's not about the practical result in my mind. It's about the principle. The principle mm-hmm. being, if I knew about a cover-up, that someone had done something wrong and they were trying to hide it, I wouldn't want to further that with my actions. Sure, so why is not telling the kids furthering that? She tells the parents, and the parents and her decide it's not something that the kids need to know. But why do they decide that? Well, we've come back to this this a couple times. Eventually, they tell the kids anyway. No, the kids find out on their own and put the pieces together and then get confirmation that that's what was going on. So, which would have been better? Telling them outright and preserving the honesty in the relationship or letting them come up with the answers themselves and incurring whatever damage happens along the way as they try to put the pieces together themselves. Well, the kids weren't supposed to put those pieces together. The but truth they would did have been anyway, revealed because they they did anyway because they value the truth and the truth is going to be sought by most people who want to know it. I don't think that's the way it's presented. I think it's presented later on that they're being really nosy and that unnecessarily so. When Brooke talks about it, I think part of the reason that she's dealing with that feeling toward toward this person is because she was so invested in it, because she so wanted to figure out the truth. But, but that's the truth. a natural tendency for humans, is to want mm-hmm. to know the truth. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're naturally depraved. So even our good... I don't think that's even, part of our natural depravity, though. I think that's part of our being created in the image of God. It, well, let me put it like this. With rumors, is it good for me to be spreading, or is it good to spread rumors and gossip about other people? No, because it's falsehood. Well, not necessarily. You can have gossip that's true. Like, I'm dealing with this right now, where there are some people in uh, certain areas of the college that have said things to me, and where I'm like, I, it's not anybody else's business what this person said. That person will have to answer for his individual actions as he goes on and interacts with more people. I am not going to publicly say what this person did because one, it makes my reputation of I'm going after this guy. I'm I'm doing this. It's something I can overlook. And I'm looking at Proverbs 19 right now. A man's discretion makes him slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. And that's what I'm thinking of like, what is the like, what does that verse mean in terms of this was something against me and something that I don't need to bring justice for? My ideas of justice have changed a, a fair bit recently and I, in enacting what I might see as justice or revealing the truth, which might be a a good in some situations, I don't know that my doing that is necessarily the best. So when we're talking about the kids who want to know this, they are wanting to know out of a sense of curiosity and they don't have a reason to know. Uh, And and you've said said later that there are some things that could have been prevented later if they did know, but... What would they do with the information? How would that make them better? Because it seems like they go along in, in sort of bliss until well, the, until it comes up again. Well, here's a question. Do they blab the information once they know it? I don't remember. Actually, honestly, I don't remember. Doesn't no, the whole, they don't. The, they don't, they okay. don't go around town saying, oh, this bad thing happened. Everyone, they are responsible with the information that they gain. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it would have hurt for them to have that information. And honestly... What it means is that either you have a situation where the information is kept from them and they end up snooping around town, which, again, I don't know whether, like, as far as your question about gossip, I recognize that gossip is bad. And the reason is because it's not beneficial. It's not helpful. It's not good. 
there's the whole idea of whatever is true, whatever is noble, like contemplate on these things yep. sort of concept. Same goes for the words that you say with your mouth. If you're mm-hmm. sharing information about other people that is true, but not helpful to people, then you're not bearing good fruit with your words. Mm-hmm. And then the question here is, what's wrong with the kids snooping about? Because from one perspective, maybe they're just being nosy and trying to get up in people's business. But then it's also clear that something bad happened and it's been covered up. And I think that it is a good thing to try to uncover the truth if there is falsehood being spread, right? Well, and like that's just as what like, happens. As a general idea. That's what happens, uh, not, not a spoiler, but a, a, a teaser. That's what happens in season 12, thinking of a specific episode sure. of that one where sure. a character does do that. And then what happens as a result of that investigation is kind of similar to, I think, what is going on here. But I don't know. Did you, did you have a thought on that? Yes, I think it's easy to forget this is an audio drama and the the writers can make whatever happens whatever be whatever whatever happens. I think in yeah. this audio drama things get sorted out even though people don't talk about the things when they find them out. That might not be how it happens in real life. There are situations okay. I know of where people had information that was necessary to bring someone to justice but they didn't want to do it for whatever reason that they had and the person Mm -hmm. was never brought to justice and it never resolved and even people got hurt from it Mm -hmm. because the person would not share that information and so every situation is different and nuanced for sure i just definitely value the truth winning out and i don't fault the kids for seeing a situation where it seems someone has tried to cover something up and something in the back of their mind saying Mm -hmm. there is a lack of truth here and we don't know why that is. But if we don't try to find it, it doesn't seem like anyone else will. Hmm. Okay. So I think we need to bring this discussion to a close here and I'll end by saying it looks like the root of our disagreement on this one comes from what our idea of justice should be. And if you're saying it is a good thing to bring something to light, it is a good thing that in this in this world to bring people to justice who need it, to who are hurting people, then I, I do agree with that to a certain extent. Yeah. But in this situation, I am not I'm not uncomfortable with what Grace does with the information, how she handles the information. I'm I'm not uncomfortable with my sense of justice that that happens. Because I know that from the writers of this, if this were a real scenario, at a base level, everything will work out in the end, either in this life or the next. And that's that's uh, that's not a great answer. But for me, that's the best representation I think I have of what Grace is going for here and her value of not bringing all of this to light and not pursuing justice is based in something like that. So obviously, if you value justice and if you value that, then you would say, well, I don't know how I feel about keeping this a secret. But depending on where your perspective is, it is a little bit different. That was a very vague yeah. explanation and, of the ending, and I don't really... Sure. I I, I, I think that's where like, I am right now. And like the one thing, like uh, it's not exactly justice that I'm after here. More truth than justice, because I'm not saying that I think Grace should have said to the entire town, "Yeah, yeah, this thing happened, and I was hurt, and this person needs to go to jail." What I really think needs to happen is that 
it could be a very simple discussion where it's like, yeah, this thing happened, but it's nuanced and the person doesn't deserve jail because it was all a misunderstanding. And uh, speaking in very Mm -hmm. broad terms here for spoilers, but ultimately we can all just kind of move on and heal because it happened a long time ago and there's just no reason to keep it a secret and also harm mine and anyone else's reputation as a result. Okay. We all good? Okay, let's move on with our lives. Like, that's a very easy conversation, and maybe people won't respond to it, but it's at least truthful. Maybe another thing here comes from what our definition of truth is. Like, is not saying the truth falsehood? And I would say I don't think that not saying the truth is falsehood. Like, if I am asked, hey, tell me about the darkest thing you've ever done, I'm not going to be super excited to share, like, my worst sin that I've ever committed, right? No Mm -hmm. one is. But ultimately... I think that it comes down to like the difference between truth as an idea and truth as a you lied or you told the truth sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, we're not meant to lie, but you can't say that the truth is found in a person who hides information. Not necessarily. There's a lot about there's a lot about me that I haven't told you. There's some stuff in my past that I'm not going to say, even though it's true, even though it's that. It's not my business well, to say. And I'm not saying you're well, saying that's that. But what like, I, that's where I would say, I wouldn't say that there is a presence of truth concerning those matters as far as that is concerned. And that's not a problem. It just means that there isn't as much truth as there could be. I will say about what I'm referring to is that the people who need to know, know. And I'm not telling everyone what it was. Just like I'm not constantly saying these were all the mistakes I made on audio news. This is all of like all of my faults right here. Like before I talk to anyone about Odyssey, I don't say... I've done this mistake on my website and I said this sure. one time and I did sure. this. I'm not doing that all the time. And yeah. that's not because I'm hiding it. It's because they don't need to know. <laughs> it's because I'm hoping that through my through my interactions with that person or, or, or with them um, that they'll see like my integrity. And if that comes up, I will explain it. And I think that's okay. what Grace is doing here. So then I think I maybe understand where we Where differ. I'm coming from. Well, well, like where you're coming from, where I'm coming from is not in our definitions of truth, but that we both agree that the truth ought to be shared in so much as it's useful and beneficial to those who need to know who ought to know. Mm-hmm. And where we differ is that I think the kids ought to have known. Okay. Okay. Well, if we get Beth Culp on the podcast to talk to her about it, that'll be another question we have for her. But in the meantime, let's, let's put a pin in that there. Maybe we'll come back and- to it next, at the end of the next season. There are more, there's more of this. So I'm sure we'll get into another discussion. In the meantime, I'll, I'll try to figure out what my thoughts on that are, but we still have more to discuss here. So why don't we, uh, why don't we call it a wrap on this part? Sure. Oh, I actually didn't expect that we'd have a discussion that was that long, but I'm kind of glad that I restrained myself and cut it off where it was because I really appreciate these, but I know we can go for a long amount of time. So Ryan, again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. You're a trooper. Thank you so much for talking about this. Hey, thanks to you too. I wasn't expecting it either. It kind of came <laughs> out of nowhere and I like, yeah. I, it's a, it's a, I love having those conversations. Yes. Because they're worth having and they're probably way more interesting than, oh, I really enjoyed this joke. But, you know, it's it, no, it's, it's a dialogue fantastic. and it takes time. So thank you to anyone who's stayed stuck around with us. For yes. It. And we're going to reward you by not giving any credits this time. You can wait for the next time to hear about how to follow us on social media or leave a voice message and whatnot. But for the next part, Ryan's wife, Hannah, will be joining us. 
So that's going to be a real fun time as we finish off this review of the final three parts. So for now, I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we truly end our review of Season 1 on Return to Gilead. Okay, you want to go grab Hannah? Yes. And I need to figure out how to fit her into this closet. <laughs> <laughs>